Namaskaram everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have another dear Hatha Yoga teacher with us. We have Karthik Anna with us. Namaskaram Anna and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much Anna. Namaskaram. How are you? Yes, I am very good Anna. And uh, thank you for you know allowing me to take this podcast. So I believe we are in North Delhi. That is where you have your you know hall. And uh, Anna is I think one of the youngest Hatha Yoga teachers that I am going to you know take a podcast with. He is just 24 years old. and uh, he actually has another podcast uh, on the channel spiritual code which i heard and uh, you know usually when i take podcast people share their struggles and you know how hard times led them to yoga it is very very rarely that we find a very happy person because in the spiritual code podcast he said he was a very happy person no issues were going on in his life but he still went into yoga so hopefully we will find first we'll find a person who has been very happy and actually know the reason why a happy person would like to do yoga because mostly it is people like us mm-hmm. who go through depression anxiety life has been hard on us and most people think like that through our journey i have realized it's not like that because you know if someone like me going through a struggle can have so much transformation someone who is not struggling when someone like you up, up, you know gets these tools it must be much more powerful so we'll see if it is true or anna just lied in the video <laughs> so so now we would like to know that happy journey of yours your mm-hmm. childhood how you grew in delhi and uh, yeah wherever you would like to start please anna so uh, anna um, i feel like uh, you should be happy and then you should get into this right right like uh, i would obviously if someone needs help Uh, they are going through some struggles depression anxiety or anything uh, they can be going through many other things also and they can find their way to sadguru or to yoga uh, but i feel like with inner engineering that is also what we are trying to do we are trying to come to the base we want to make the joy and peace our base of life but at the same time we know that okay these are also in a way limited after that also there is so much to explore in life so i feel i was at that point where yes everything is going good everything is happy everything is smooth but then what you are happy but what do you what do you do or uh, i was still confused as to what i would like to do in my life i knew this that okay since i am a happy person i think whatever i do i would be happy no one can take this happiness away or uh, i can give my best in my work but where, what to work or what to do in a way so i felt that uh, i feel that yoga gave me that balance and that clarity as to what i should do or what is needed in a world in the net yeah so now uh, you know most of us promote inner engineering as a way to happiness but even before inner engineering you were happy so tell mm-hmm. us a bit more about that elusive childhood you had mm-hmm. how you grew up i would like to know more about your parents and what mm-hmm. they did right so okay. that you know because as a kid they must have also been a part of that process yes. and your friends how mm. were your friends and how you you know your situations mm. so could you talk a little bit more about your childhood sure so uh, i remember this that very clearly that i was a very um, lost child okay. i would say i would mostly be having all the scenarios in my head i would just be living in my imagination just playing games one thing uh, and i was i grew up in a joint family so i have two sisters okay. both of them are elder to me and uh, they are married they have kids also now uh, so i'm the only one okay okay uh, okay. okay okay ladies <laughs> if you're watching you can do <laughs> no, you only put it's <laughs> enough please so uh, in my childhood i saw just love around me because i was the youngest one in the family 
then i had a few uncles and aunts also their kids also they are also elder to me and everyone would just you know talk very nicely very politely with me they would always take care of me so i grew in a very pampered kind of environment uh but it also came with this uh, with a certain loneliness because since everyone is 5 years 7 years 8 years uh, elder to me they are not relatable to me or i am not relatable to them but one thing my parents i feel that they did right so we just lift it up a little bit yeah yeah or we can lift it entirely ah that is good uh you want me to speak from the beginning no 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 just cut from, yeah, yeah yeah so uh one thing i feel that my parents did right was that uh i never saw any anger around me or as sadguru says right that you don't have to do a particular thing to raise your children just create a atmosphere of love of joy and they would you know grow up happy so i feel that was what happened for me also in a very indirect way uh my parents are very religious they like to uh do a lot of rituals and pujas and all that i'm not much into that now but in the childhood i was there i would be reading hanuman chalisa 40 40 times every morning or i would be going to the temple with them or i would just be at home playing games and uh, i was a very very naughty child okay yeah like i did just didn't want to go to school i would cry till i would say i think eighth standard <laughs> whenever it, uh, i had to go to school and uh, that's how it was uh, it was a very very uh, loving environment in a way like i remember every uh, friday we would be going to a movie or uh, we would be going out or uh, many times even if we are not going out still uh, there are so many things around my place so many people i had friends uh, and everyone so i would just play in the evening i used to love playing basketball okay so <laughs> i don't play that much now but i still like i feel like i'm a good player still so yeah what yeah. kind of movies like would you watch like at that time and I, games I, you said I, games was it video games or were you playing outdoor games both okay yeah mm. so at that time i used to have a psp okay so <laughs> psp the one yeah yes yes yeah yeah the small <laughs> one and i would be at it for hours okay. yeah so much so that once like uh, my mother was like what is this you are just into this what will you do in your life <laughs> oh, okay. and everything leave it and my sister had to snatch it away from me in uh, seven standard and it was a heartbreaking moment for me uh, at that time and yes outdoor games like i can play i feel i can play every game like even if it's a totally new sport i can just pick it up very quickly right but just cricket hmm. i feel like i'm very bad at cricket right. yeah but football basketball volleyball uh, name any game i can play nice wow. <laughs> so tell us more about your school and like how were school days <laughs> like do you had some struggles or was it like a, how were you like were you into studies or were you more the back bencher or the middle bencher or the front bencher i would say i was a back bencher but okay. i was a very average student <clears throat> like uh, i was not in the good books of any teacher nor was i in in any bad book but one struggle that i one major struggle in my uh, school life has been that my elder sister she was in good books of every teacher <laughs> okay. and uh, whichever class i would go in that teacher would like how can you be this person's brother 
like and i would start believing that yeah maybe my parents did pick me up from the garbage <laughs> bin <laughs> would your sisters tell that to you yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but uh, but like they couldn't you know uh, as i said like i had a lot of people around me so when i was being born so everyone was around so there was no chance of replacement or right, anything right. so i know that i am the proper one you might be the <laughs> <laughs> other one so uh, yeah but like uh, in my school life mostly like i would be facing this some teacher or the other just telling me that okay you are good for nothing or what are you doing this is not how you should be and everything but i would that wouldn't affect you right no no no, no. Okay. i am i'm a very uh, thick skinned person okay like even if someone you know uh, even my parents when they used to just chide me mm-hmm. for something or uh, something wrong would also happen i was like totally not affected by it i was as i said in my own head in my own imagination so everything was like a la la land for me but that bubble burst i think in 9th or 10th standard i don't know what happened but uh, my class changed and all my friends went here and there so suddenly i found that in 9th standard i was kind of alone Okay. Like I was totally alone. What happened? You suddenly changed school, or like the no, no, section no. So shifted? Section shifted. So the whole batch, you know, kind of breaks right. and goes here and there in different different classes. And in ninth standard, I was like, okay, there's no one around me. I had a couple of friends here and there, but still, like, I would be feeling a little alone. So I suddenly grew silent. Um, I don't know why, but like, I wouldn't feel like talking. I would just be going outside the class. standing in the corridors saying nothing a couple of friends would come and they'd be like okay what happened to you why okay. are you so silent and i would couldn't just explain like what was happening and uh, sometimes i would just be crying or i don't know what that phase was okay. like uh, or what happened actually i can't figure it out right. like it's a blur now what about now when you look back at it what do you think was going on was it an identity crisis at that time Did kids have identity crisis maybe i think no, like no. Uh, i was always living in my head i was always just with my imagination and you know in my own world i felt i came out of that at okay. that time so suddenly when you see okay things are not what you supposed to be you are not special hmm. or uh, everything doesn't you are not the center of the world right. or the center of the universe i think that bubble kind of break, uh, broke for me so at that time i grew silent and i was silent for like about 3 4 months partial silence you can say did your parents notice that or only at school no i was very good at hiding things i'm still very good at hiding things uh, but like uh, I, if i know that okay someone would be affected by if uh, i say something then i kind of reserve it if i feel like it's not that important if i can handle it on my own so um, uh, that's how it was like that then i got a very good group in my 9th and 10th standard and a couple of my friends are still very we are very close to each other we go out uh, very often and at that time i had joined some group tuitions okay so that friends also those two three friends were there then i shifted into this society where i live right now and we had a big group of friends we used to play pitu what is pitu pitu is like you place stones oh, oh, and okay. then you have to hit the ball and the other team has to make it back again yeah yeah back again yeah okay. i think okay. that's what it is i haven't played it i've just yeah. heard it in in north i think it's called pitu oh, pitu okay yeah so we used to play that we used to play badminton and everything so yeah that's how life was very simple life was very easy everything was working out and i was also very hard working in a way i would say like i knew that i can't self study i can't sit at home and read or write or you know do something 
or do my homework or anything like that so i joined group tuitions so till 3 i would be in school i would come back by 3 uh, uh, and then i would be straight off to tuitions from 4 to 8 i would be in tuitions that's how the entire day would go and at 8:39 i would be down playing uh, badminton or pitu or something or the other hanging out with friends yeah so from uh, feel free not to answer and no girls proposed to you at this time because i had my share of girls oh okay is it nice <laughs> mostly i think in right, college right, right yeah okay so let's go there then let's okay. go to college how did you sure. like from hmm. school how was the transition to college and it was a transformation yeah. on its own i would say i think like in many ways why i am in isha or why i am into yoga i think is because of that okay. because till 12th standard i was very reserved i always knew i had a lot of talent like i was into public speaking uh, into group discussions writing poetry okay. and very creative in a way but till 12th i did not exercise any of those talents i was always like no i am already an average student my studies would get affected they got affected anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, i was like uh, i don't want to be like this i want to change myself so one thing was that okay when i go to college and uh, no one would know me there i can be a totally different person mm. so i little just changed my entire personality like i was a very shy and reserved kid in in the school in college i was very outgoing out there doing everything i joined a theater society as soon oh, as i entered college okay. i did a couple of plays and uh, i joined a poetry society and the writing society which G. college was it may i ask it's pgdav college in delhi in lajpat nagar so delhi university so i was in that i was studying literature so uh, i did my bachelor's in english in english literature so uh, those three years were very very nice and very happy period of my life uh but there also you know some struggles and everything were there uh, i was in the college and everyone would be you know talking about anxiety depression right. and mental health problems and it was very very new to me because i didn't know what all these things are or uh, how people are going through it and i was very uh, uh straightforward very you know outspoken so if i would be like no you are making it up right. or you know i would be very insensitive right. like i remember that uh this person uh i won't take any names if she sees it i don't want her to be hurt but uh in second year of college i think so she came to me and she was just crying and she was the kind of person i think she is like that now also maybe not so um she would always be just talking about she was very pessimistic she would always be just talking about you know things are going wrong in her life and everything and i am a very jolly person i have so much to do i took much more than i can digest right, i think right. at that time i was doing everything <laughs> i was studying i was uh, i had a girlfriend back then i was going out with her i was um, with my family i was uh, ha- uh, spending time with them i was doing a job at that time a part oh, time job okay. yeah i was uh, teaching public speaking oh, wow. at that time okay. so i was very involved in that and i was uh, i used to read a lot like even now like i read about 60 to 80 uh, 60 to 70 novels i would say in a year in a year wow. yeah so only fiction like not self help books uh, psychology of money not <laughs> that kind of stuff right. but just no stories. rich dad poor dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah please no advices <laughs> 
so i would uh, do that so my entire day would be very very packed and very hectic like i would always enjoy it so in isha also i never had any struggle in settling mm. down in the schedule right or anything like that because that's how i used to like my life how much hours do you, would you sleep during those times 5 6 hours from then only yeah okay yeah like i am a very heavy sleeper even now if i sleep it's very difficult for me to wake up i i feel that even now even after doing all the practices and doing them regularly uh i feel like i sleep very deep but um, yeah at that time also since there was so much going on it's like uh, you have no choice you have to wake up kind of thing so that's how it was going on and you're talking about that friend and then your friend which friend the pessimistic friend she uh-huh. came to you yeah yeah so uh, so she came to me and she <laughs> told me that okay you know this is going wrong he doesn't understand she doesn't understand this person is so political this person is so this that and i was you know i was supposed i was getting late i was going to meet my girlfriend and we were going to go out on a date or something and i was very excited about yeah, it and i was acting like he doesn't he doesn't remember you were going out on a date <laughs> yes yes man so, i couldn't resist yeah <laughs> so yeah like uh, so i was getting late and i was like uh, listen you are a very negative person and please just don't talk to me every time you are just like always so negative and i was very insensitive and i was very rude at that time uh so i later realized it but at that time i was like okay this is a very common thing like why are you being so negative about it so that's how i was in college uh that's how it all went and then uh but i uh, realized this because uh, i saw people around me i saw my friends going through so many things in life uh like you know which were not a struggle for me and that's how i wanted it to be i was like okay if this is how growing up is if when we become adults or when we enter the world this is how it is then i don't want to be like this and i understood that okay you have to take care of your body and you have to take care of your mind you have to take care of what you are putting in the system and uh, what you are doing with yourself yeah. in a way so i joined a gym okay so i went there for 40 days and technically uh, i don't know how but mandala. it was like a mandala right, right. it was like a mandala so it it was like a student discount 30 days plus 10 days oh, kind wow. of thing i went there every day i was very hyperactive and very energetic so uh, my gym trainer used to say that please stop doing it you just need because i was always very lean no weight issues or anything i was fit i was into sports and everything also so uh, my trainer would say that you don't need to spend so much time you don't need to spend one and a half two hours in the gym daily uh, you just come for 45 minutes 15 minutes and you, you you should be done you don't need to do so much so uh, but i still went so 40 days i went and there was a person and uh, he was his body was very good uh, good in the sense very like muscular muscular six pack, six pack right. like you know you an eye candy like candy, if, yes. if you see it looks like a rithik roshan statue <laughs> okay. or something okay okay yeah so but he was not very happy with his life he was having emotional trouble he was having a lot of mental issues Uh, he would talk to you would yeah yeah so we kind of became friends uh, like just you know hi bye these kind of friends just uh, he would just teach me okay this is the right technique to do this practice or this exercise like that and um, so he would talk a little bit and uh, he was like uh, there's so many problems in my life and he, it was like when i talked to him i kind of realized that the source of all his problems is him 
in a way he is not managing himself in ways he is doing some few things which might not be now i realize which are not right uh, but at that time i was like okay but why is this happening he is a fit person he looks very good but uh, he bends his back aches oh, okay it's some physical problem always going on with him and everything i was like if this is how 10 years of gym or 20 years down the line in the gym uh, if this is what is going to happen with me i don't think that i want this fitness and at that time i was just binge watching sadguru's videos on youtube okay so i came across the video of angamardana huh. so i didn't know that he offers inner engineering okay. all the programs i was like since i was into public speaking i was like he's a very good orator he's a very good speaker i would uh, steal all his <laughs> jokes or all okay. his lines and i would be using it in you would my, use it yeah yeah, yeah yeah and how how was that experience Ex- uh, it was very good okay. like sadguru says right like if you uh, if your spirituality is that is just talk shop you become very popular in your right, right. kitty party or tea right, party right right were you so popular I was, i was very popular right. in college also like people kind of knew me they would be like respecting my opinions right. they would be like okay he is very insightful he he is an intelligent person like that it was actually his words <laughs> <laughs> so um i just came across the video of angamardana and there sadguru says that to have a body which is not a nuisance it's a boon many people don't even know what it means and i just saw that and it just struck a chord within me and i suddenly remembered all my friends like they were you know 19 20 they are having serious back issues 19 20 year olds yeah 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 okay, okay. like they can't they can't slouch they can't bend forward if you ask them okay the pen is here like ah, right. and all that i was like what is this <laughs> right. and uh, i i was like i was like yes and at that time i was earning about 7 to 8k a month and it was a very big amount for me like uh, wow yeah. you know like at the age of 18 19 years yeah, old yeah it's, it's a fortune and you don't have to give any you are not accountable to your parents right, as to how much yeah. you are earning where you are spending, spending in, yeah. yeah so like all my girlfriends and everything all my girlfriends we just thought, i thought it was <laughs> we need to get that at back. different times i had to, yeah. i was not double dating right? yeah yeah <laughs> okay 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 we just <laughs> confirm that so yeah if there are multiple girlfriends there are multiple breakups and i think yeah. we need to know how did you manage mm-hmm. that also after this after you mm-hmm. complete yeah. the line of thought yeah sure. so like i was you know getting that that kind of money and uh, angamardana charge was 5000 rupees okay uh, and i had to travel to chatarpur from not delhi to chatarpur or to the delhi center it's like about one and a half hour of travel metro plus you have to take a cab yeah. and it was like another 150 or 200 rupees uh, per day so it was like a 6000 or 7000 course for me and uh, it was the middle of the month i was already stretched mm-hmm. with all my things going on in college and everything so and i don't know what happened after looking at that video i just registered for the program was uh, it the sadguru video or was it the angamardana short movie short film which one no 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 it was the sadguru video sadguru. the sadguru where he gives an introduction about angamardana that 5 minute 5 minute video yeah you uh, where sadguru is talking about angamardana and i got to know that uh, there's a program happening in delhi center i didn't know anything about isha i have no clue Uh, who he is i just knew that his name is sadguru i don't know about ashram i don't know about anything i'm totally ignorant of everything so but i really love the vibe and the space of delhi center first day i went uh, so i registered for it and while going uh, to delhi center i was like i'm a fool 
that I have given 6,000 or 5,000 for this program and I am you know already stretched financially and at that time I was not asking any money from my parents nice. so since I was earning I told them that I don't uh, need money it was not like from their side they would if I would have asked they would have given me money but I didn't like I didn't feel right within myself to ask that after a certain age so um, yeah so I while going to uh, in the metro I was like I'm a fool I'll just go there and I'll ask my money back uh, so I went there and I actually went to ask my money back. I was like, I just want my money back. I registered by mistake. I really have no intention of doing this, doing this program. So uh, I'll do it later. I went there and the volunteers, you know, Namaskara, please come and sit here. Trapped. Yeah, I was trapped. I was like, uh, okay, so it's a five day course. So let me attend one day and then I'll tell them so they at least 4,000 they should give back money. So I'll get a refund of 4,000. So I attended the first day. Until then I had built this perception about myself. Oh, I'm a very fit person. Mm. I play so many sports. I used to walk a lot. So I would be walking like about 5-7 kilometers also without getting tired or anything. So I saw a 60 year old man doing in front of me and he was doing better than me. There was a lady, uh, so she was able to do all the practices and I was like about 18 inches away from the ground. Right. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and uh, But I really loved the way the teacher was handling things, the way the teacher presents themselves. May I ask who the teacher was? Nehanka. So I think she lives in South Delhi. So uh, she taught me Angamandana and I was just enthralled about the whole space about the yoga pradi music that we hear about the way we they teach in isha and everything so i was like this is something valuable i don't know what it is i really don't know you know anything about what is happening here but i feel like it is going to add some value in my life so and and in college this thing had entered my head that i want to just grow in life so till then i think it was just material aspects and then when I was seeing people around me, slowly it seeped into me that, okay, body and mind also you should take care of. And uh, when I went through Angamardana, I was going through like this. I'll just tell you a funny story uh, about Angamardana program. So second day or third day, I just went there about one hour early because okay. I really wanted to just see the entire space. Uh, I went there a little early and there was one person sitting inside and doing Shambhavi. Okay. So he's doing fluttering and I didn't know what is Shambhavi or anything. I was like, something happened to him. He's yeah. having fits. Okay, okay. I went there and I shook him. I was like, are you okay? Are you okay? okay? And one person just came running like I have done something, oh. some sin or something. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's doing his practice and everything. Yeah. And since I was the youngest one right. of the lot and you know everyone I think in a group Angamardana program people uh, develop a camaraderie mm. because it's <laughs> like okay you can't do it I can't do it we are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the session uh, they were like oh you don't know inner engineering. Mm. So usually Angamardana is the last program anyone would do because yeah, it's true. a very physical program. I also did it last. Yeah. yeah. And they would be like no it's straining and all that. So uh, they were like, you have you have not done inner engineering, you should do it and you know, you'll be very happy, You the life becomes like this, like that, you are very peaceful and I'm like, I'm already that. So 
I was like, I'm not doing any inner engineering. I have meditation and everything is all bullshit. Okay. <laughs> and it's not for me. And uh, there's no need for that. I'm very happy when I'm not It's like doing a gym. It's a very physical thing. And I was also feeling like a Hulk after doing it. So, yeah, that's how it was. And I was like, I'm never, ever going to do inner engineering and all this. Then, uh, but I was in contact with my teacher. Every other week, I would just call her, ask some doubts or just talk to her in general and we you know we would just talk she might not even remember it now <laughs> right, uh, it's right. two way back uh, but it was a very deep experience for me just connecting with the teacher and just being in contact with them so suddenly i don't know what we were talking about and she said that karthik if you want to grow in a big way go for inner engineering i told her Akka, i'm really not interested to be very honest i'm just happy with angamardana I'm not also keeping it very regular. I do it four or five times a week and still I'm enjoying so many benefits. I want to make this regular first. So she said, do one thing. Don't do practice. Hmm. Don't practice whatever they teach you. Hmm. But just seven days, why don't you just go? Right. Just go sit. If you are anyways free in the evenings hmm. at that time, just go for it. If uh, you don't find anything valuable, it's okay. Otherwise, you just, you know, just go have fun and come back. I was also very chill at that time. I said, okay. I went there for the on-spot registration and the charges were 4,000. And at that time, they were having some student discount. So, I got it at 1,600. Okay. Oh, so, wow. okay. I was like, okay, it's kind of free for me. Because at that time, I was also having some big money rolling in. Uh, big from, money rolling in? What was that was business? A, that was 20,000 rupees. Oh, okay. So, from my, uh, where <laughs> I used to teach what only. business from Delhi, where you doing, Anna? We'll edit that part if it's so <laughs> illegal. You can keep it. Illegal <laughs> business. And I'm just kidding, so, yeah. Uh, so, basically, uh, there used to be a summer camp uh, that was going on and everything. And I uh, was teaching a lot extra okay. than what I would usually teach. Speech, so, like public speaking only yeah and i had won some competitions in delhi university if you win a few competitions they have some prize money oh wow 1500 2000 1000 something like this Not what were the topics about what would you speak about i just want to know just uh, i would mainly be speaking about uh, you know at that time whatever political issues would be going on this kanaiya kumar thing was huh, very okay, big okay. this yeah, pride yeah, yeah. thing was very big at that time what was lgbtq yes, uh, yes. community and their rights right right and uh, different other topics about BG JP about this party that right, party right. some stand they would have taken or uh, these kind of issues or some bill that is being passed Lokpal bill right. all these kind of things that were their corruption all this so you would win prizes you would get the first prize or the runners up for yeah uh, special mention sometimes second prize third prize first prize mostly I was in poetry uh, group discussions also I would go in debating I would not like that much I did went for a few but I did not like that much because because it was like, okay, you don't believe in something, but you're strongly talking ah, about yes, it. Yes, yes. So I was like, why are you talking about it? So what would happen uh, in the due debating circle? And I'm definitely sure it's now also. Mm. So uh, you, let us say you and me are debating. And the, let us say the issue is that, okay, uh, BJP is a very corrupt party or right. something like that. And I am defending them and you are supporting them, them or you are supporting okay. them. Now, let us say I am not a BJP supporter. Right. Okay. For example, at that time I wasn't. Now I don't want to make anything clear. It's I don't think that it's we should influence people in any way. 
but uh, at that time let us say i was not i was very anti right so uh, because the kind of things that i would be hearing about and you know in college we all are rebellious right, and right. we find a thread you know it's a gera yeah 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 all we are all just, i used to have a t-shirt no i said yeah, okay it was a one so i don't know where i lost it in the ashram <laughs> oh, he is very supposed to be yeah <laughs> so uh at that time i am supposed to defend this one and this thing which i totally do not believe in and i am strongly talking about how they are good how oh, it is right right and after that uh you know they would the, those two people would be doing that i would also be doing that in topics like these and after that uh, i am coming and i'm like oh i got a prize for it no yaar i really don't feel like you know this is right and when you talk to the other person after like usually it's like on the podium you are like you are going to cut each other's throat right, right. but once you come down you are like you know uh, right. buddies you are going to the canteen together just talking together roaming around in delhi together so i was just talking uh, with the other debater and he was like no i don't believe all this this is all crap and everything and so i was like but why were you so speaking so strongly about it because the way he was speaking the way he was acting in a way i was like wow this person has such strong views and he is very clear in his head and at that time i was like okay so people speak what they don't believe in and i'm like i don't want to do that like i was never that kind of a person also so i kind of stopped debating so but i used to do a lot of poetry so hindi poetry urdu poetry english poetry so at that time i was doing a lot of that so i got a lot of money from that also in the fest season okay. and everything and then i had this uh, place where i was working so there also some good amount of money rolled in and i was like 1600 is nothing yeah. i was feeling like the king of the world at that time like you know like let us say if you give a 19 20 uh, 18 year old yeah i was 18 at that time when i did in a engineering at a 18 year old has 25000 rupees it's huge yeah. it's a huge yeah. amount yeah. like what all you can do yeah. and whatever you wherever you want to go and eat you can go and eat you can take your friends yeah. and uh, you know you can just have girlfriends uh, <laughs> and friends <laughs> so i used to have a very big group in college we were about 16 to 17 people actually in one big group but that broke eventually but uh, we were a very you know happy group uh, the jan of college so as to say so at that time uh, 1600 were nothing for me i went for it and uh, in after in inner engineering class they would be talking responsibility they would be talking positive planning negative planning and i would be having gravy momos oh, okay. <laughs> right after the class <laughs> okay. because uh, there was a stall which used to sell really good momos just outside the just outside <laughs> wow just outside the metro station so here is the center here is the metro station and here is the gravy momos <laughs> so yeah Uh, I would be having that, and I went through the program. And Shambhavi, I was very regular with. I irregular or regular? Irregular. Irregular. I never did Shambhavi. Once a week, twice a week. Okay. Maybe you know, like Sadhguru says, like uh, Purnami meditator. Ha, ha, ha. I was that. <laughs> right. So, but I was kind of regular with my normal dana. Uh, till Sadhana Pad, actually, I did not complete my mandala also of Shambhavi. Uh, Yeah this is how it was going in college and I was like I have hit a gold mine kind of thing uh with inner engineering the kind of understanding it came uh the it came uh that came my way like I became I would say a little worldly wise also hmm. after doing inner engineering till then I was I feel uh, you know whatever was in my head I would be on my mouth 
could you expand that a bit what do you mean by worldly wise in terms uh, of action in terms of like what to say where or uh, what when you want to say something but you hold back mm. or you don't have to involve yourself in every other thing right uh, for example this person who came to me and i said very rude things right, to right, her right. Uh, uh, i later realized that you know there is other ways also to avoid those kind of people in your life or just to you know uh, go through the side you don't need to tackle everyone or everything or every situation that happens in your life so i felt like in that way in the way of uh, managing my own relationships managing my own uh, money managing my family uh, being emotionally wise having an emotional question uh, and everything i felt like i became very sensitive after that uh, in terms of in relation to what i was at that time so that is how i felt like okay near engineering is doing something angamardana is doing something then when i went through bsp and uh, yeah i went through bsp and that kind of solidified this thing that okay i should do shambhu right that is when i started doing the practices regularly i would say after about 8 months of learning these two practices okay. yeah so from there and you just mentioned that you you know you went for uh, sadhana pada so how mm-hmm. did that transition happen like i was it after bhava spandana that you know you decided to go mm-hmm. for sadhana pada i think i remember a little bit in spiritual code but i would yeah. like you to go through it again sure it's okay so uh, how sadhana pada happened was that uh, i went through bsp and i had kept a very tight schedule in bsp so i landed up in the ashram and i found it so beautiful and i was just enthralled by the architecture by the way people were the whole space was and i wanted to be in the handlinga i did not even get much time in the handlinga or anywhere or i did can i just ask you one thing so sorry yeah. for interrupting when you told your parents that you want to go to the ashram were they okay with it yeah okay for them it was a three day thing only okay, okay the bsp right they were like yeah you go right you want to go you go so i went to bsp and it was crazy <laughs> bsp was crazy and uh I had to leave Ashram uh, as soon as BSP got over. The very next day, I had to leave. I did not have much time uh, in the ashram. So, uh, and I ha- uh, clicked a picture with Adiyogi running. <laughs> oh, is it right? Right. How did you manage that? So basically, at welcome point, the taxi was almost there, right. and there was another person okay. who was traveling with me to the airport. Right. And I said that I haven't. clicked the picture with adi yogi i haven't even seen him so he said no it's not consecrated or anything he was a very spiritual person i was just having fun why did he say that there is a yogeshwar linga in front he didn't know oh he didn't know okay he, it was his first result also acha okay 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 <laughs> so he just knew about linga bhairavi and uh, right, right, right. the linga so i said that it's okay yeah. even if it's a monument i just want selfie to go selfie to banta hai selfie to banta hai <laughs> so uh, i was like just hold the taxi for 5 minutes 5 minutes and i come to adi yogi yeah i didn't know <laughs> right. how you know far it is or anything someone just told me yeah, it's just outside the ashram yeah, yeah, right. some security guard or something <laughs> so i was like okay i ran Uh, I ran like crazy uh, from welcome point till Adi Yogi. Yeah. I was like literally sprinting yeah. all my way through. I went there. I just asked one person to click a couple of pictures, and I just ran back. Okay. So that's how it was very tight for me in BSP. I was like, I did not. I went to the ashram and I did not explore the ashram because as soon as I entered BSP, they locked me in the Spanda Hall. Right, right. So uh, I I had this longing that okay, I want to go back to this place. I feel like. uh had it not been tight or had i had one more day to explore ashram maybe i would not have gone back go come back to delhi 
No, no, no. Huh. Gone back to Ashram. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I, like my Isha journey, uh-huh. I feel like would have kind of ended there. Right, right. You would I would like, not have continued. You would have like I've seen everything. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay, there are these two, three things to see in the ashram. I've seen that. Now I'm back in Delhi. I have these two practices. I'm happy. Happy. Yeah, I would not have gone for any other program or anything. But since that longing was there, then I volunteered for BSP. You are the longing to just see Adi Yogi or just to be the ashram to no, see? No, no, just to be in the ashram for a day, okay. just to sit in the handlinga huh. uh, without any rush, huh. uh, just to go around, just to look at everything, just to take in the beauty of the ashram, sit in Nandi ground and uh, Nalanda ground and uh, yeah, like that's all it was. So I went for a volunteering in BSP uh, in a few months later. And there, the experience of BSP volunteering, I had been nothing through that intense BSP volunteering. And I was like, I I say that I was always happy. That time I was blissed out. For three days, I was literally just floating in the air. It was that kind of sensation for me, BSP volunteering. And that that was the first volunteering that I had done. I had not volunteered for inner engineering or anything. So I volunteered for BSP. And... At that time, Sadhguru was coming back from Kaveri College. Oh, okay. Wow. So, he had a satsang. Hmm. There, uh, uh, you know, uh, I attended the satsang and everything. And um, there, he was, I think, talking about Sadhna Pada or I had seen some poster or something. And do you know Akramana? Akramana? He's in the Sadhna Pada team. No, so, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so, everyone from Sadhna Pada kind of knows him. Okay. So, uh, at that time, I was not finding any space to sit. So, he just, I didn't know who he was. So, he just said that, uh, there's some space here, you can sit here. So, I just sat there and everything went on. And Sadhguru was talking about doing your sadhana regularly. And right, right, right. No, but, uh, like, I'm the one-time meditator. <laughs> Pornami meditator. <laughs> Pornami meditator. <laughs> so, I, and I just, I don't know, I just uh, told him that uh, and I really want to do my sadhana regularly, but it just doesn't happen for me. So, he just looked at me and I don't know why. And I later asked him also. He said, even he doesn't know why. But he said, you should do sadhana. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay. <laughs> I came back and then I enrolled my mother for inner engineering actually. So she used to oh, see, okay. I, I would close my uh, right. door and no one would know in my family for about good one year that what is he doing in that room. Is it? I was doing Angamardana, I was make, making ha, ahu ahu oh, sound. Yeah, yeah. Like what is happening and he doesn't let us in. Uh, and you know, um, uh. and all that. So my mother was interested and he, uh, she had started seeing Sadhguru's videos on Facebook, Hindi videos and huh. on YouTube and everything. So there was a mega program happening in Greater Noida. I enrolled her for that. And there also there was a standee of Sadhana Padam. I was like seven months, my parents are not going to let mm. me go. I myself don't want to go because I had different plans for my life at that time. I did not want to take seven months out of my life. I had everything planned. So, okay, I would do my bachelor's first, then I would do my master's. I wanted to be a professor oh, of literature. Right. So, then I would do my master's, then I would do my PhD, I would become a professor in English literature, I would be teaching in Delhi University or somewhere, and life would be happy. Like, everything would be good. There is good money in this profession, right. and there is good respect and everything that you want to take into consideration. Everything was set for me. And uh, I just signed up for Sadhana I was like, okay, they are not going to select me anyways. 
because since school i was you know a bit like okay no one likes me for anything i'm very average person in college also i think i somewhere i kind of had this thing that okay i'm kind of average in debating and group discussion yes i am a good speaker but there are people who are better than me i knew that and uh, i can't write uh, poetry as well as this person i know that so i accepted that kind of thing so uh, i was like anyways i'm not going to select they told me so many interviews this happens that happens i just signed up so i got a confirmation oh all the interviews everything and everything happened right. so i just had one interview oh is it okay yeah okay. they did not ask me to come for trial period okay okay they did not trouble me at all right it was like i applied hmm. a few days later i got a call hmm. and then uh, i had an interview hmm. i was going to the ashram again for bsp volunteering right. in december there i had one interview while i was there and that was all in december i had my interview in january i had my confirmation right uh, in 2020 mm-hmm. so now we are entering slowly the covid, COVID period right. so uh, 20 i got my january i got my confirmation then i was super confused mm-hmm. like whether to do my masters or to do sadhana pada right because if i go for sadhana pada i don't know whether i will be doing my masters or how it is going to roll out or shall i do my ma first but i was always like okay if i get into ma i would get into job or something like that also so then i will not have any time to do sadhana pada uh, and i was very excited about you know the way it was being promoted at that time and all the videos available and everything so um and actually i had seen hatha the making of our yogi okay. so actually i want to do hatha yoga teacher training but i was like i can't i don't have that kind of money and i don't have the uh i don't have that much courage to ask my parents mm-hmm. to enroll me into this or anything so uh, i was like um what to do and I, when i had gone for a bsp volunteering while my interview for sadhana pada was also happening i asked a ma there i don't know her name uh i just know her by face and i asked her once she told me her name and i forgot it mm-hmm. uh but uh, it's wrong of me because she has played a very big part in my life in a way so i said ma i am very confused shall i do hatha teacher training or shall i do sadhana pada mm-hmm. you know i was very i was very young also i used to talk just <laughs> like that with anybody uh, so she said why do you want to do teacher training mm-hmm. she was also having fun with it <laughs> <laughs> so i said oh you know like i feel it's fun like i really like doing angamardana mm-hmm. i so she is like okay are you regular with your practice and everything so i said no so she said that when you don't know the significance of these practices why do you want to offer these mm. let us say i know i know that this practice has been working very well for me but is it for you you don't know because you have not practiced every day so it's like yeah you are right so she said first do the practices regularly see what they are doing to you uh, not just physically okay okay you do surikriya also once a week and i feel you should be feeling a little bit of fitness right you know but the significance of these practices is totally different and i was like yeah so what shall i do and at that evening there was satsang with sadguru where akramanna went and he said you should do sadhana pada and that thing entered my head so uh, i registered for sadhana pada i got confirmation and i was confused ma or sadhana pada then covid hit 
and i knew that i don't want to do any online yeah. masters right. because the whole uh, thrill of being in a literature classes the teacher is sitting in front of you you have you both have read the novel or the text mm. and now you're discussing about it they have a different opinion you have a different opinion oh. and you're trying to convince each other or you are just trying to you know enjoy the different perspectives people have regarding the same thing so i did not want to do it online and that that time i was also getting into that uh, at least in delhi university it was very analytical mm. so i got into literature because of my love for stories mm. of just reading and you know and it became very uh, intellectual and how how, how is that like what is intellectual and like so for example let us say there is a story they just want to talk about okay why he did this why he did that he did it enjoy it and it's a story right, right. you don't have to get into everything <laughs> yeah, okay. you know uh, and sometimes if you don't have any explanation for a few things it's, i think it's fine it's fine you know you don't have to be so <laughs> rigid about it and uh, it was like that and i was also feeling uh, that okay do i really want to do go ahead with this because if i go into ma it is going to be a little you know complicated right. also and i can just go on like right now also i'm not uh, i'm not i have not done my uh, masters or i have not done my phd but i still read right. i i am still i would say i am still a literature student true i do read a lot of books i do read heavy literature also at times and i enjoy it i don't have the trouble of you know writing yeah. papers right, right, right. research papers <laughs> uh, this or that or something like that it's very easy for me i want to drop something i can drop something altogether i have that luxury now but i was like okay for sure i don't want to do it online i might be going for ma but not now not online so i said let me go for sadhna pada then i got into sadhna pada that was also another struggle that i have already spoken of if you want me to repeat yes we okay. would really love to know about that okay. i think uh, in the other podcast anna cut it and he said we'll do it in some other did he say something I'm like that sure. yeah okay. some part i think i don't I know whether this like yeah yeah please yeah, if you wish yeah, to give yeah. so uh, i registered for sadhna pada i got my confirmation and the program was support uh, was supposed to start on 4 july i think that was the guru purnima in 2020 and the date kept pushing on and we got a mail from sadhna pada this year we don't know whether it is going to happen or not and since i was like i already have a confirmation for sadhna pada i did not apply for masters in the english literature uh, anyway so all the forms and everything got over and i was like oh my god this is going to be a gap year or what i did not want to take any gap year uh, and suddenly i receive a call on 13th august uh, from vanaka in the ashram from sadhna pada team and she says that one batch is, we are calling one more batch of sadhna pada and it's just going to be 100 people uh, and you have to be here on 16th august when did she call you 13th august okay so and i had not uh, talked to my parents about nothing about sadhna pada that i had just told them see there is a confirmation and i am confused whether to do ma or to do rs and they were asking me have you filled forms for masters and anything and i said yes yeah. i had not filled it. okay okay i was like mm, for sadhna pada yeah. but at that time i did not want to you know yeah, start yeah. a row at home yeah, true true that okay what will you do by doing this and all that so 13th august i sat my parents down mm. and i said that see uh, i want to go for sadhna pada i have not applied anywhere in masters and um, i need to be there on 16th i need to quarantine for 7 days in coimbatore city i had not traveled solo anywhere till that point in my life 
I need to quarantine seven days here in Coimbatore city, 14 days in the ashram. And then they let me in the ashram. And at that time, I was having my final exams for bachelors. All right. So I was still not done with my exams for bachelors. You are not but done for the exam? I have not graduated yet. Okay. I have three or four exams still left that I need to write. So would that it get over by 16th? Oh, it's online. Yeah, it's online. Okay. So uh, they were like, what is this? <laughs> What will you do? Why do you want to waste your seven months and everything? But I feel, uh, you know, once again, like kudos to my parents uh, that they have always been uh, supportive in that way. If they see that, okay, this person is committed towards what they want to do. It's not, you know, they're doing something just like that. They're committed. Uh, they saw conviction in my eyes, maybe that, yes, I really want to go for that. Uh, they said, okay, you go. It was very hard on them those seven months being away from me and everything. I was not very attached with my parents uh, at any point of time. Uh, but they were very attached to me. So uh, I went and my three exams of college, I, uh, uh, I wrote while being in quarantine in Coimbatore. Right. So that's how the entire thing went. And then I entered Sarnapada. Uh, so one more thing I'll tell you, you can see if you want to keep it or not, uh, or we'll just let us see how yeah, it yeah, So uh, I was having a very serious girlfriend at that time, Yeah. Uh, during COVID times and like before, like since 2019, we were together and we were very serious. We, we, we were deep in love with each other and uh, Sadhana Pada was coming up and um, I was like, I want to go and we kind of knew that if we take it long distance, it won't happen for us. Like we won't be able to, you know, be long distance. And plus I knew that when I go into Sadhanapada, I will not have any time uh, where I can talk to this person or I can give what I should in a relationship. And I would just be on my own. It is for me that I want to do this. So she did not take it well and we had a breakup. Okay. Uh, and it was very hard on her. Uh, it was hard on me also in a way. But I feel like I was, since I knew why I was doing it and everything, uh, it was easy for me to come out of it. She took a little more time. Uh, yeah, but uh, at that time I went through a breakup also to come to Sadhana. So you went through a breakup and then you entered Sadhana. Yeah. So how yeah. was that? And I like, could you mm-hmm. share that? Like, a lot of men go through breakup. Mm-hmm. So I thought for you it must have been very easy. So mm-hmm. how, how does a guy, you know, come? Because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of perspectives on ladies, how there are a lot of support yeah. system and everything but for men it's quite hard we tend mm-hmm. to go within us mm-hmm. so how did you manage that phase in your life if you could i feel like if you know what you're leaving and what you're walking into then i feel like it becomes a little easy i i would say that it was easy uh, easier for me to move out one thing is that uh, see she was uh, in the lockdown she was at her home mm. she did not have anything to look forward to it. i always had sadhana pada to look forward right and you know exciting things were coming up i was going to be busy for the entire day and everything she is there you know so i would say it was very hard on her in terms of emotionally coming out of it or anything uh yes it's hard i feel but um it's like this if you know that there is no future in it or something like that or you can see that okay uh, so basically what i had proposed to her was that see i want to go for this thing and I don't want to be in a long-term relationship. She was like, no, we can be. 
but i was like no it would be very hard for you also and it would be hard for me i would be feeling i am not giving my you mean long distance yeah okay. the long distance right. so um that's how it was going about and um it was like um so when i was going to go through sadhana pada and everything uh we kind of knew that long distance we can't manage and i felt like i would be holding back you wouldn't uh, be holding her back yeah and i would be holding her back also because it's she was one year junior to me right so it was like one she has one full year ahead of her she was a very beautiful girl she had a lot of suitors and everything why would you want to hold back from her so uh, i said that let's do this let's uh, right now go on a break and once i come back from sadhana pada after 7 months 8 months once i'm back in delhi and then we can be together again uh so she was like no you're breaking up with me and all this okay. so but in my head it was like no we are just you know yeah. being away from each other for 7 months yeah. i did not also handle it right i feel uh where it you know caused a little bit hurt and a little bit turbulence uh had i been this wise now that i am now <laughs> it would have been very smooth for both of us uh so i could have handled it better i did not uh at that time so but i uh, always had this that okay uh, uh like we had to get separated or something but in the long run i see that it was for the best like had we been together i am definitely sure that it would have been an ugly breakup right had we been together i would have been there she would have been here yeah. it would have been an ugly one it would have been hard for you doing the schedule to yes. find time to yeah. talk and yeah. everything and likewise for her for her also true yeah so yes it you know kind of caused uh, a lot of hurt a lot of pain to both of us but i think it also helped us to become more mature to uh, you know uh, find uh, what we want in our lives so now she is very happy uh, she is still kind of my friend we don't talk much uh, with each other but you know we see each other stories we appreciate we she likes my posts and like her posts and all that so uh, she is very happy she is very happy in her life i am very happy in my life i am doing what i want she is right. doing what she wants so yeah all is well that ends right right <laughs> yeah so but it was not very difficult for me to come out emotionally also maybe because you know there were so many exciting things and new things coming up yeah. around me for her it was very difficult yeah so then nana how did sadhana pada go if you could talk a bit about the schedule i think you are okay with schedule so sadhana yeah. pada schedules were okay just the waking up part was very <laughs> difficult right right uh like uh you know waking up at 5 am and there were people waking up at 3 and doing sadhana <laughs> right, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. linga seva was a nightmare for me <laughs> because we have to wake up really very early but uh so yeah uh, in sadhana pada and uh, first i was in 3k okay. for 15 days that was very fun uh, because i always had a dream of owning a farm okay kind of a thing uh, so tree care was very amazing then uh, i was also uh, feeding the calves and cows in matumane which was a very you know beautiful part. it's a beautiful experience just to be in matumane so i would be holding grass right and everything in two hands and all the calves would be coming yeah. around me licking my elbows eating the grass and all the cute ones little ones so it was very beautiful then uh, the sadhana pada transferred my department in sanskriti okay so then i entered sanskriti and there because i had done my uh, literature and i was already teaching for 3 years before going for sadhana pada 
um, they uh, asked me to uh, teach there as an English teacher oh, okay. in Sanskrit. Wow. So there was Swami Jataja there. Okay. Uh, once again, a very, very important uh, part of my life. Um, so he kind of mentored me. I was kind of an assistant to him. So he was the head of the department of English in Sanskriti at that time. Uh, and uh, like whatever had to happen in in that, he ki- I kind of became his personal assistant. Right. So he would tell me and I would tell the other teachers or I would, uh, you know, align everyone's schedule or be the communication gap, uh, uh, communication bridge between him and the rest of the teachers and everything. And I was teaching uh, there. Then I met Swami Ekapada also. He also, you know him? Swami Ekapada. He's in the homeschool, the Swami? Yes, 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 yes I know. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think he's in the 11Q questions from Isha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Very so, good. he's a very wonderful yes, person. Yes. So, he used to teach, uh, teach dramatics and theatre to them. I had done theatre myself. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I assisted him a little bit also. Uh, so, he and me developed a very good bond. Uh, that time when, while I was in uh, Sadhnapada. So, Samskriti was a very wonderful experience, just watching those kids, being there in that environment. So, who doesn't want a workspace where you're just working on your laptop and someone is play, uh, playing tabla or yeah, sitar yeah. in the background. Uh, and Sadhguru used to come. So, sometimes he would be coming to Samskriti. Uh, his office is just behind Samskriti, where he records his videos and he meets visitors. Oh. So, from our Sanskriti library, we can literally just see him. So, it's like it's just uh, double the distance where you are sitting right now. Right, right. So, he's just there oh, and from here we can just look, do Namaskaram and everything. He can't see us because of bushes, bushes, but we can very clearly see him. So, every day he would be coming, he was recording videos and talking to people, working. So, you would just be looking at him all the time. So, like almost one month and a half to two months, I was every day seeing Sadhguru. Oh, wow. So, okay. it was like... Yeah, Sadhguru is here. <laughs> he was in COVID, no? He's fully yes. custom, right? Yeah. No, no, no. At that time, he was for his North America tour. Oh, okay, okay. That nomad tribe. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, that, but he had come back. Come so, back. for one and a half to two months, he was here. Fully. So, at that time, uh, we used to see him. Then he came to Sanskriti also. A uh, few times. Yeah. yeah it was because I think it's a dream of, you know, while walking to the Adiyogi Alem tour stay, we would look at the kids what they are doing and we would go yeah. but you got the opportunity to actually be with them yes. so I was could you whatever is possible could you share like what do you see that is different that is happening in Sanskriti hmm. that is happening from our regular you know education system hmm. a little bit inside yeah. you know, Sadhguru puts it so rightly when he says that we are not preparing this, these kids for a university we are preparing them for the universe uh, when I see those kids the way they would be sitting yes they are naughty they want to bunk classes they don't, they don't want to come on time and all that is there just like kids are but uh, they are focused like I was not like that when I was 15 years old for sure uh, they are uh, much better human beings than almost all of us uh, emotionally what we were struggling in our adolescent age and everything I feel they are able to handle it a little better than us they are much more balanced than us. They kind of have a clarity as to what they want to do. And um, yeah, it's a privilege just to be with them, just to see them grow. Now, at that time when I was teaching, they were little. Now, they some of them have entered Balabiramacharya. Oh, okay. So, they are, you know, growing up. And whenever I go to Isha, some of them would just uh, see me and we would just 
stop and chat and everything. So it was a really beautiful experience, especially working with Swami Jatajar. Yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Beautiful. So from Sadhanapada, let's shall we go to Hatha Yoga teacher training? Sure. <laughs> did you are like did that? Did you meet that Ma again and tell her I'm regular with my Sadhana? <laughs> no, no, no. no, okay. no. She saw me. Sure. Uh, like uh, she recognized me. Okay. And like nothing needed to be said. You know, uh, it was just she saw that okay, I'm in Sadhanapada. And I, I feel your face tells you when you're regular with your sadhana. You don't need to, you know, brag about, brag about it. it. That I do my Shambhavi regularly or these many days or these many practices and all that. It shows on your face. It shows in your aura. The way you set everything, I feel it shows. So, um, uh, sadhana pada, five months in, I was clear that I wanted to do Hatha Yoga teacher's training. Because as Ma had said, once you realize the significance of these practices, the way I was seeing my body change, uh, I became a little more muscular. I was very skinny at that time. Uh, I became a little muscular. I uh, The way I would walk, the way I would talk, uh, uh, the way my language changed. You know, Delhi people have a totally different lingo. They are a little rude. Yeah, it's a little talk. rough. Yeah, what I find is initially they are rough. Once they get to know you, they are very friendly. Yeah, they are very warm, yeah. but only if they know you. Only if they know. Yeah. yeah. If they don't know, they, don't, they won't care about yeah. you. A penny. Yeah. <laughs> so I became uh, much more sensitive. I would listen. Like earlier, I, when I would be listening to someone, I would be listening to someone because I want to reply to them. Hmm. Or I want to say back. The brain is to, processing what to reply rather than listening, yes, right? Yes. Now it was, uh, I was very relaxed. Earlier I feel I was intense and not relaxed. Like Sadhguru is intense and relaxed. Hmm. I was never tensed. That is for sure. I was never ever tense. I was intense, but I was not relaxed. I was very hyperactive. I always wanted to have something to do. I couldn't sit still. Even in the handling, in my sadhana pada, I wouldn't sit for more than ten minutes. Okay. I would feel. Uh, I would find it okay. Nothing is happening to me in the handlinga uh, or linga bhairvi. I would not visit linga bhairvi at all. Okay. Yeah. So uh, at that time. And I was like, the handling and Lingabhairvi is not for me. I would not go to the temples much. We had it in our schedule. I would just go show there just to show my face to them <laughs> and come out. Attendance, sir. Huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was like kind of attendance for me. I, I was not able to sit still. But four months, five, nine, uh, five months down the line in Sadhana Pada, I saw that I was able to sit still. Wow. My Ardhisiddha Asana was like this. Right. And then, you know, it became... The both the uh, knees came down in Matsendra Asana. This never used to touch, and oh. one day when it touched, I cried. Oh, that is the Asana. <laughs> oh my god, and that became my favorite Asana right. uh, at that time. So, I saw all these changes happening within me. And after Sandha Pada, uh, I had applied for whatever teacher's training. I was like, Yes, I want to share these. Plus, one thing I was very clear about, I think, in my fourth or fifth month of Sandha Pada, was that I don't want to be in the ashram full time. Like, I want to be outside and work. How did that come across? I think uh, why I'm asking that is, you know, many people think that it's all about staying in the ashram. Yes, definitely that's mm. a beautiful way. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, staying outside also can be a very beautiful journey. So how yes. did that, I would like to know how that insight came within mm. yourself. Yes. So I feel uh, because, uh, maybe because I am very young also, maybe that is there. Because when I talk to a little older med meditators, because when you go to Isha, you have all, 
friends from all age groups right, right, right. so i would be talking to uh, to people who is a ceo from somewhere mm-hmm. or you know who has seen a lot of life okay. who has seen a lot of uh, he has had a lot of experiences right. he has traveled the world right. he has done everything mm-hmm. and now he's here and he's like there's nothing in life it is be here huh. you just do your sadhana right. you live a simple life in it so uh-huh. good i was like no i want to go out uh-huh. i want to meet my friends i really like meeting my friends hanging around with them uh i want to uh, explore new places i want to explore new food i want to be outside in the world i don't want to be all the time in the ashram because ashram has a certain kind of life uh i wanted to travel i wanted to earn money i wanted to be with my family i wanted to enjoy with my sisters and all that so i felt like at that time even now uh, that point has not come for me where i can be like okay i should just go there uh so that realization i think hit me and i feel like in sadhana pada many people are going through this you know hmm. like they actually don't want to be there right but they are like let's be here only okay or they are struggling okay uh, or they are there for 2 3 years and then they are coming out okay. i feel like had i taken full time or long time at that time after sadhana pada i would have been out by now okay. i would have had enough of ashram i right. feel uh, at that time so i was like but i wanted to stay connected to isha and uh, there were two options either i do my hatha yoga teacher training and offer these things which have uh, these uh, practices which have changed me so profoundly and which has impacted me so profoundly or i can go back do my masters mm. and you know continue with my original plan that is of becoming a professor so i was like what shall i do uh, and i thought that if i want to reach out to more people if i want to uh, facilitate the change if i want to be a medium right uh, of sadguru i feel like there is nothing nothing better for me than hatha yoga teacher training i could have gone for inner engineering also or hatha yoga teacher training with hatha yoga teacher training one flexibility that you have is you can be outside you can start your own thing which can help you financially also and you can uh, you know uh, help or be a very insignificant or very minor part in his vision right uh, you can reach out to people you can help people where they are struggling with their sadhana because you have been through that uh, when people are starting out they are not able to do it regularly uh, they are having so many doubts they don't know whom to turn to right. because a workshop is just a 3 day or a 4 day affair after that you know if you are in touch with the teacher maybe but if you are having a big class of 40 people 50 people uh then for teacher also it's not very easy to be in touch with everyone uh so to support them in a totally different way being outside uh so uh yeah i uh then uh, then i took a decision that okay let me do hatha yoga teacher training uh 6 lakhs mm. that time yeah huge amount no source of income as such and uh, then you ask your parents so my father when i came back from sadhana pada so i had applied once again i got a confirmation for hatha yoga you applied without no okay okay <laughs> so <laughs> i would just apply right. because i always had this that they won't select me i don't know even now you know like i am definitely sure if some longing comes within me that okay i want to go for brahmacharya or full time right. also 
uh, rather than telling anyone i would just apply because i would be having this i would not be selected i am not you know can i just share an insight i have yeah. interviewed a few hot yoga teachers what i notice is some of the teachers who think you know they would get selected they get a lot of like you know you won't get selected lot of issues. people mm-hmm. who are thinking like i won't get selected they're getting easily selected even for mm-hmm. sadhana but i have noticed it i don't yeah. know why <laughs> yeah i feel it's so true and yeah like i never felt that i could do sadhana pada in my life right. and i never felt i could do hatha yoga teacher training in my life uh, or you know my parents even saying that okay you have been there for 8 9 months now you once again are going to go for 6 months uh, you know and at that time my sister was pregnant so uh, she was going to have a child and you know uh, a bro- as a brother mama. you have to, uh, i am a mama <laughs> so i have to visit her i have to take care of her i have to visit her family do things yeah you have to things. do all the things around you know what goes around uh, an indian marriage and everything you have to do all that and now you are saying you don't want to be there you want to go to the ashram and already i had an image among my friends among the relatives okay he is going to become a baba <laughs> or he is into all this kind of things uh, and because my uh, family is a business family Okay. actually it's a very typical business family right my father all my cousins uh, all my uncles and uh, everyone they are into a proper factory business we have a factory like that i am i feel the black sheep of the family so even now like they ask me okay you're not going with your dad mm. to the factory I'm like no i have started my this little <laughs> yoga yeah, studio man. it's fetching me enough right, right now right. and hopefully it will grow and everything so they like oh okay <laughs> but uh, now their opinions are changing is it yeah yeah uh, how yeah. come when they see you earning when they see that you are doing very well right. for them uh, yourself uh, plus most of them are not happy you know okay uh, right uh, because they are not taking care of their body and mind i'm not saying that business is wrong or you know that family business is wrong or you should not do that uh, if you are balanced within yourself everything is good but right now uh, they are not taking care of themselves in some aspects or uh, they want something more from life but they don't know whom to turn to right when they see you that okay this person is content with what he has or he is also growing mm-hmm. then they feel that okay this is something which actually works right. it's not just you know you are doing something uh, it is working for you mm-hmm. it uh, not in terms of just financially in terms of every which way in terms of being happy in terms of being the way you are in the way you conduct yourself in the way you conduct the situations around you in the way you conduct your relationships everything that speaks volumes and uh, you know uh, sadguru says that you should be in such a way that the fragrance of your guru spreads right everywhere and i feel when you're doing the practices and that transformation is happening within you then somewhere people feel that okay this person is something or is doing something or they are being a little different from what everyone is doing and being very simple being very humble being very simple at the same time so that i feel you know has started appealing to them then they see the instagram page which is growing very well they see the classes happening they see the stories the posts and everything and now sadguru is also going yeah. in Not. such a big way yeah like everyone knows uh, i would say four years before if you asked in the north about sadguru they would not know much now even if someone has not done any program they don't want to be associated with him also they still know the name sadguru yeah. like he has become so big in the recent years now with save soil 
with conscious planet now conscious planet is going to roll on and uh, so many things are happening and yeah so i feel that's why uh, uh, now they have started seeing that okay this is good so um, yeah so i just uh, registered for hatha yoga teachers training interview and everything happened and they said yes you are selected you can just pay the amount and i just uh, told my mother on phone that see i want to do teachers so you were in the ashram and then you called them yeah okay i got again in january only i got my confirmation okay january i think has been very lucky month for me okay in uh, isha in my isha journey so january 2021 uh when my sadhana pada was on in its last phase uh after the margadi month and um uh, so i got a confirmation from hatha yoga school that you are selected for 2021 you just need to make this uh donation of this much amount and you are in so uh, i just talked to my mother and i said that i want to do teacher training and at that time you know i was also very convinced mm-hmm. i um, and uh, i i just knew that it is going to work out for me like it is the best thing to do right now and uh, in every which way in terms of career in terms of financial aspect in terms of spiritual aspect in terms of being back in delhi and working in every which way i had kind of no, i was not very clear about uh, as to how it will all roll out but i could see that okay it will work out very easily and i uh, in sadhana pada i think you know i felt the need or i felt uh, not the need but i felt the presence of uh, sadguru with me till that time i was always jumping if i see sadguru i want to jump at him right i want to you know dive at his right. feet right. i want to just run and just be as close to him as possible i would say namaskaram loudly <laughs> just to grab his attention i want him to make an eye contact with me or something but in sadhana pada that thing settled now let us say right now we are sitting sadguru comes from here i'll stand up i'll do namaskaram but i would not be rushing i would not be encroaching his privacy i would not try to grab his attention or anything that uh, rest, uh, restfulness came or uh, that thing settled within me that guru is not a physical person uh, it's he is inside us in a way is with us all the time and even now like uh, i don't feel you know that he is away like it's been almost one year since i have been to the ashram but even now i am uh, i don't miss him i don't miss him in that sense i miss ashram but i don't miss him like uh, it's it's not like okay it's been so long since i haven't seen sadguru i have stopped watching his videos on youtube i don't watch his videos i don't watch sadguru exclusive i don't uh, volunteer that much in inner engineering programs or something but uh, i just feel his presence all the time at that time something was there and i was like okay he is behind me right behind him is shiva right right <laughs> nothing can go wrong with right. me so i was like i want to i obviously i couldn't say all these things to anyone plus you know people also don't take it very easily then you have a lot of explaining to do so it's a very personal thing for me so i just said to my mother that uh, i want to do this and my um, uh, sadhana pada is getting over and uh, in may i think it was getting over 
uh, in May it's getting over and I'll be back in Delhi. I came back, I once again had a talk with them and uh, my uh, father, the first question he asked me that, you know, if you do MBA in this country, mm. it is 2 lakhs mm. for 2 years or, right. you know, right. some calculation he did and told me. Right. For 5 and a half months, not even 6 months, mm. these guys are charging 6 lakhs for you. Right. So, doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. The math doesn't it. look right. Huh? The math doesn't look right in yeah. worldly terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like how, like why do you want to spend this much amount of money for this and what will you be doing there? You'll be just doing your sadhana again. Mm. Uh, you did it, no. You already did it for seven months. Now come back and work. So, and I had also, uh, so the part uh, how I convinced my parents for sadhana padavar. Mm. I said that see when I'm back, I'll go to work with father. Father, right. I'll go his to his fact right. uh, factory. And I did go right. uh, for some time uh, after that. Uh, but uh, after I came back from Sadhanapada, but I was I knew that this is the way for me. So I said that see, uh, I'll earn it back, the amount yeah, that right. we are going to spend, and it is profitable. Yeah. And I had a lot of talk with a lot of teachers that okay, how is it financially? Uh, is it viable? Because there are many teachers who are doing very well right. for themselves by teaching hatha yoga. There are many teachers who are not able to. So, you know, how do we? Yeah, or where would you land up? You also don't know when you do the teacher's training or anything. But when I had a talk with everyone, uh, it's a very individual thing as to how you are running your studio or how you are, you know, uh, teaching. Someone may be teaching it uh, just, you know, because he just wants to teach the practice. They may be having some other source of income or anything. Someone may be doing it because this is the only thing that they have. Someone may be doing it, you know, uh, on a weekend huh. or something like that. But okay, I teach only on weekends. Monday to Friday, I'm having this job and I'm having this. So, uh, one thing I knew is I wanted to be in it full time. And uh, let's just make it happen. Like, when we are going out, let's go all out. Right. So, I was like, no, it will work. So, he was very doubtful. I would say... Uh, till uh, till now I would say he would be for another 6 months okay. but the way I see things going uh, I feel like uh, there's no need to worry now <laughs> so uh, it's it's good like you know how uh, like it's good like he takes care in a way if you are just in an offering mode and you just uh, go at it full time and you just see rather than just thinking about yourself or where to get this much money or that much money and you are just offering it that I want to offer it to the maximum number of people and I just want to go at it then I feel it happens yeah so beautiful Anna. thank you yeah. so could you share a bit more about whatever is possible about the training and you know what is uh, different between doing your sadhana at home and the mm. process that happens through the Hatha Yoga teacher training Hmm. Like your father said, you have anyway done your sadhana, what is the difference? So, is there an actual difference hmm. in making you as a teacher? Obviously, Anna. Like, see, one thing is that the kind of time and the kind of support that we get in uh, teacher's training or in sadhana pada that we can't have at all. How much sadhana I was doing and in sadhana pada and in teacher's training, till now I feel I am not doing that much. And... Uh, it's like in Hatha Yoga teacher studying morning, evening, you're doing all the Hatha Yoga practices, all the Kriyas also. Kriyas are up to you how to manage. 
बट हटयोगा प्रैक्टिस फ्रॉम उपयोगा अंगमर्दना सूर्यक्रिया सूर्यशक्ति योगासना सो इट्स अ गुड फाइव आर थिंग इन द मॉर्निंग फाइव आर थिंग इन द इवनिंग प्लस क्रिया दैट इज लाइक अबाउट सिक्स टू सिक्स एंड हाफ आवर्स इन द मॉर्निंग सिक्स टू सिक्स एंड हाफ आवर्स इन द इवनिंग यू आर डूइंग द प्रैक्टिस सो हाउ इन दोज फाइव मंथ्स यू चेंज द काइंड ऑफ ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन इट ब्रिंग्स द काइंड ऑफ द काइंड ऑफ मेच्योरिटी इट ब्रिंग्स विद इन यू इज टोटली डिफरेंट सो हटेगा टीचर्स ट्रेनिंग ऑब्वियसली दैट काइंड ऑफ साधना कैन नॉट हैपन आउटसाइड आई एम नॉट सेंग इट्स नॉट पॉसिबल समन इज टोटली इन टू जस्ट साधना देन येस दे कैन मेक इट पॉसिबल फॉर दिन सेंस बट द मोस्ट वंडरफुल थिंग अबाउट आश्रम एंड अबाउट आदियोगी अलायम इज दैट एवरी थिंग इज टेकन केयर फॉर यू You don't need to manage your food. You don't need to answer the doorbell where the electrician has come. Right, right. Uh, you don't have to think about where this thing will happen. You don't have any uh, worldly obligations. You don't have any social obligations. You don't have any family obligations. Also, uh, you just need to. Everything is supported for your sadhana. The time for your meals and everything is also set in such a way that your sadhana is happening. Uh, there are uh, correction sessions happening. If you feel that you are not being intense enough, or you forget, you have forgotten the practice. Programs are happening. You can go and volunteer in those programs right. and go through the entire program again. And uh, just that people are, everyone is focused on their growth. Everyone is there just to see how to grow within themselves. Here, everyone might not be like that. Here, here, everyone uh, might have different objectives to their life. Uh, sometimes when you are not motivated sometimes when you don't feel like doing something you talk to your friend so you know in sadhana but also sometimes it happens after a point of time morning sadhana is necessary evening it is up to you how to manage time and do sadhana i was doing my angamardana regularly and then a lot of work came in my department and i stopped doing uh, in the evening so i was just talking to a friend we went to pee for a coffee mm-hmm. so uh, we were just sitting and we were just talking and she said that uh yeah i'm doing this in the evening so i do this is how i manage my sadhana in the morning this is how i manage my sadhana in the evening and this is how it's going and at that time people were on the road to uh, 108 surya shakti okay 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 and everything so i was very inspired just by looking at people doing sadhana so intensely every day when you go to surya kund you see this person doing angamardana daily you don't know that person right. he doesn't know you right but you just see that intensity of that person doing sadhana you see someone sitting in dhyan linga every night after dinner you see someone sitting in dhyan dhyan linga so you feel that okay i also need to pull my socks up i want to do more uh so i feel that kind of support is uh, not there but i feel like Uh, some of us at yoga teachers are trying to kind of create that kind of support especially dilbagana like sad yoga in the gurgaon which is in east delhi uh, rajivana in faridabad uh, here now in north delhi also we are having a studio the studio is there so we are going to offer regular sessions morning evening whichever batch you want to come you come you do your sadhana we'll guide you so these kind of things are slowly coming in now Isha is coming up with yoga shala. Have you heard about it? I think somewhere in Kolkata there yes. is one. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what is it is that it's kind of a studio where they offer regular batches. So till now Isha has been teaching workshops, but slowly they are also within I 
feel like they will be doing it within two three years we don't know it's not like formal or it's not concrete but what i see the intention is uh, they might be having different things but slowly it is going to replace the gym culture mm, right. like people go for yoga right right now they are doing power yoga hot yeah, yoga yeah, yeah, this yeah. yoga that yoga uh, so sadguru wants to bring this that you do hatha like a proper authentic genuine yoga so for that they would be offering regular sessions and we would be having multiple uh, centers coming up uh, in different different cities and parts of the world where you can just learn isha hatha yoga and do it regularly so slowly it is moving in that direction yeah so so the entire hatha yoga did you face any other struggles during the training program or you just how was the like uh, coming through it and uh, mm-hmm. doing your first class <laughs> so i'll tell you uh so during teachers training right. uh many people struggle within first two months because one thing uh strenuous sadhana schedule food uh settling in the ashram ashram life and everything though they te- they treat you very well in hatha yoga school sadhana pada is more of a grill yeah, right, right. and i had been through the grill right. right i was walking from sadhana pada into teachers training right. so in terms of that it was very easy for me it was like a breeze right. for me uh, the teachers training yes but struggles obviously come up in terms of you know it's not just about your own sadhana it's about uh, how to create a situation where the participant feels sadguru's presence mm-hmm. uh, or to a conducive atmosphere where you can transmit yoga so to create that space they tell you a few things i can't share it uh, in too much detail but um, how to make the space how to place the carpets how to place sadguru's photo small small things right. very little things which uh, someone doesn't even see participants don't even realize what all goes behind a 2 hour class you may be having a 2 hour uh, session with the hatha yoga teacher he is having a 4 hour session right. one hour before only yes. he is preparing everything after one hour how he you know winds up and everything so and what all goes behind conducting a class or an isha program in general so that uh, making sure that that happens coming on to first class during the end of teacher training every hatha yoga teacher training is like we are going to go out what are we going to do right right so uh, and i remember uh, so they ask you okay so what are your plans and they give you a little bit of training as to how you can start your classes and everything when you go out so they ask you okay um, uh what are your plans what are you going to do five months ago so one guy stands up i am from spain and i have these many people waiting for me i am going to go back and i am going to announce these many programs and one person stands i have so many relatives i am going to do this and these many people are going to register and they make you register they make you uh, uh, announce your first class oh. on the teachers day okay okay during the end. uh so as like everyone has a plan everyone has a plan someone is waiting for them yes. no one is waiting for me right and since like 2 uh, years i was in the ashram i was not in contact with anybody from outside just my parents that is all i was not in contact with any friend not my closest friends not my college friends even now like most of the college friends we are not in contact because for 2 years i was always lost and now they are a little like okay where is this guy Uh, uh and everyone has you know gone their separate ways and everything but uh you know no one was waiting for me no one knew what i was doing for 2 years or anything 
So I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I came back and I, um, uh, a very uh, close friend of mine, now he's in Canada. So he came to receive me uh, at the airport and we were going back and I was just telling him what I was going through. And he is a very gym person. Okay. So I talked to him about Angamardana. And you know, when you come for teachers training, you're all like this because so much sadhana has gone into you. So he was very impressed. He said, yeah, let's start from tomorrow. Okay. And Angamardana is one of the most difficult Hatha Yoga practices to teach right. when it comes as a ah, teacher. teacher yeah. uh, it's a very difficult practice to teach. Uh, so I was like, okay. <laughs> so the first class came my way is Angamardana. I'm not at all prepared and this person is ready to take the program and from the very next day. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm busy for three days. Okay. I have family functions coming up, I have this, I have that. We'll do it after three days. Mm-hmm. For three days, I was in my room and I was like this. And like, how am I going to conduct first class and has come and how? And uh, then I conducted a Namardana program. You took it. it for him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took it. You can't, I can't explain to you what I went through those three, four days. Because uh, preparing for your first class is something where you are like totally like in terms of you know the notes that you have uh, that you need to learn and prepare uh, uh, the how will you manage the class because in Asia everything is done proper right everything is you know like this yeah now you are at home now you want to transform your drawing room into a studio space mm-hmm. right. or you want to wear you know uh, for example, this space also, this was just a terrace. Mm. Right now it's looking like this. Now if I remove the entire setup and everything and the way Sadhguru's picture is placed, the way the yeah. lamp is placed and if I take everything away, you'd be like, this is a normal space. Normal space yeah. And um, so you just transform the entire space. The entire space is just vibrant in a different way. So to create that kind of atmosphere, to see that the participant is at most comfortable, it takes you, I would say, three, four classes, at least for me, it took three, four classes for me to uh, uh, kind of find my footing and to be very comfortable as a teacher on the dais to deliver the class, to deliver the uh, instructions and everything. So, yeah, it was... Uh, but... Uh, uh, it was so wonderful because at the moment I landed in Delhi, after one week I had classes lined up. Like I was busy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> because I had no idea how it's going to happen for me. I really did not know how am I going to work it out. I didn't know who, how to find the participants. I am a techno, uh, technologically retired person. Okay. I don't know anything about Instagram at that time. Okay, okay. I started a page and now what it has come to, how I would edit posts, right. how I would use Canva, now how I use it. Right. Uh, if you just you know go down and you see the first couple of right. posts and then like, what is this he's <laughs> posting? And I have not removed all those things. But now if I look at my posts and the way it is going, and I'm like wow. I didn't know about hashtags. Okay. I didn't know about... I didn't know how to... Um, engage with people or I have always been you know focused on my own growth not mixing with people I don't uh, at that time I did not have any contacts as such I don't know many people in Delhi I don't know the uh, meditators or the circle 
and everything, how to contact, how to announce the program and everything. So I started with private sessions. I started taking, you know, one-on-one -on -one sessions and uh, two people, three people, small groups like that. And then slowly it became a big thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so then Anna, from taking classes, building connections, so how did this space develop? Could you develop a little bit more about how you, you mm -hmm. know, developed this space? The initial stages, I think there was no roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how it happened was that um, we always had a very big space on the terrace, but Delhi's weather is very harsh. Right. Like even right now, since right now there is no air conditioner in installed, had it been summers, mm. you can't stay inside this right. all because it would be very, very hot. Uh, so, uh, how it happened was, I used to take the, I would just also show you after this podcast, I'll just show you around my home. So, we have a drawing room where two people can come for Surya Kriya, right. one person for Angamal. Right. So, there I started taking the sessions and uh, I started taking it there and then I realized that I need a bigger space, like uh, only two people when I have four people, then you know, either you take it in batches. Or something it takes a lot of your time also where I would be spending eight hours to teach Surya Kriya now I have to uh, take 16 hours because two people are coming at this time two people are oh, coming okay. at that time so we had the space and uh, we had it renovated this entire uh, terrace got renovated and uh, we I just installed this pillars and this whole shed that okay under this we can just sit and we can you know uh, because during monsoon and uh, everything this uh, space becomes very very um, exquisite very beautiful like this is a very beautiful space like all the plants and the wind that comes and everything it's a very beautiful space I love to be on my terrace now that the winters are coming I know that most of my day I will be here only <laughs> so um, uh, I had pillars and everything and I started regular sessions because one person called me and she started crying Okay. So she was my participant okay. and she learned Surya Kriya hmm. and she one day called me and she started crying and I am not able to do the practices and because I have this I start I keep calling I keep in touch with my participants I keep calling them every two three weeks ask them how their sadhana is going and everything if they need any support um, so I would call her and for five six months she had been lying to me that yes everything is going good okay. so I don't know she you know uh, well, she was having some regret of lying to me or, you know, some guilt because as teachers we are in a certain way. So, uh, she started trying that I don't know how to do sadhana. And I learnt it and I saw, I practiced it for some time. So many things changed for me. Now I feel I'm back to square one, even behind where I was. And I don't know how to start. I don't have money for a review session or something like that. And I was like, how many people would be there like this, you know, who say that, yes, we do sadhana, but they don't do sadhana. Or they are not able to, and they desperately need support, but they don't have any support. And whom to turn to? If you go for another workshop, okay, another four days you did. Yeah. Then again, you are back to square one. Uh, so, and I was also having few participants who learned the practice. Sometimes they do, sometimes, sometimes they don't. And I realized that I was also the, at the same stage. Till Sadhana Pada, I also never did my practices regularly because I did not have that kind of support. Maybe if I had, maybe I would have done. So I had this longing that I want to develop some support 
where people can just come and do sadhana and we can guide them not just like okay the space is open you come and do your own sadhana not just like that but a constant teachers support where they are guiding you don't have to worry about 357 in surya kriya i am there i am telling you okay this posture three breaths this posture five breaths be conscious of your subtle body you tell me now you are you able to be conscious of your subtle body? Yeah, no no many times i am not able to many times i am not able to but when i was in teachers training when i was in sadhana pada and the teacher would say subtle body i was able to able to and the quality of that sadhana is very different when a teacher is there for you it's very different so i started regular sessions so i got started guiding them through surya kriya surya shakti pranayam meditation sadguru videos every day if you are looking at sadguru's video where he is talking about some aspect of life some lifestyle aspect some spiritual aspect some physical aspect some mental health aspect you kind of realize you get a new perspective in life you see the responsibility video again you do anything you know you feel that okay yes uh, this is something that has been that is adding value plus people need a space people uh, need that uh, uh, kind of support where they can go somewhere and do it a gym is a space where you go you do your exercise you come back now you are at home morning you have to get up you have to do your sadhana then you have to go to your office it becomes very tiresome and boring maybe for many True. people but when they have a space where they first come here they do their sadhana under the guidance of a teacher then they change and they go to their office or they do whatever they want to do they start their day by doing their sadhana first day do their sadhana then they start their day. so that's the kind of culture that we want to come up with and that's how i saw very few teachers are doing in chennai there is yoga bandha hmm. uh they are doing this sadyog is doing this gurgaon uh dujas is doing this so every teacher based on the kind of people they have around them the kind of participant base they have accordingly slowly they are coming up with that support so in north delhi we don't have anyone in north delhi and in west delhi i think there is no one who is offering guided sessions participants are on their own now yes many meditators have this discipline where they are able to do their sadhana regularly many are, do not have that but if they see that okay someone is there for us some space is there for us where we can just go and do our sadhana regularly uh then it would be much easier for them to keep up with it many people who uh get initiated into shambhavi or learn some practice after a point uh life situations catches up with them they are not able to be regular slowly and slowly that thing falls off now it becomes just a sadguru video on youtube yes kind of thing uh which is okay which is good i just want to share since you said that you know even i do not watch much sadguru videos now on youtube yeah but when i watch a same video in a class or in yeah. a hatha yoga class or a e class it's a totally different yes. perspective that i get yes so just want to tell people you know you might be watching a lot of sadguru videos but when you come to a class and just for a you know satsang mm. it's a totally different it's a totally different yes yeah and uh, if you just watch videos mm. and you're not doing any practice intellectually even if it is bringing some transformation within you or intellectually it might be settling you but your life will not actually change let us say now you say that okay you should be responsible for everything okay now you know it as an idea 
but you are not able to bring it into practice you are not able to uh, make it as a part of your life what good is that idea it's not only that's what sadguru is also talking about in inner engineering that you have to apply these tools do the crash course do the practice when you keep that practice of something happens if you are doing shambhavi regularly let us say for 3 months 4 months now you stop doing for one month you would realize what shambhavi is doing for you and same is with every other practice uh you do angamardana regularly 6 months later you would be like wow i'm so strong and you know everything you leave it for 3 months you will be back to square one it's like that so if people have that kind of support where they can just come they can attend mahashivarat they can attend some satsang that's happening they can attend you know the sessions they can go through they can meet each other they can form a community where they are coming together and supporting each other in a way uh, we have people who come and talk about like let's say there is a class happening and some person is was struggling a lot with their sadhana how is it that it is going now they come here they talk that okay um uh, in surikri i was struggling but with the guided sessions i feel i am much better now i was going through this thing in my life but with my regular sadhana i feel it's going better now informally outside the class so after the class if someone wants to stay back and just share uh, their journey their own experience of how it is going for them they do that from that people take that motivation or people people take that fire that they see with someone else and they try to spark themselves up also in a way so then there was this that okay let's uh, do something here so we put this shed we started regular sessions but one thing that was happening was uh, the sun mm, the yeah. rain right and uh, it's actually beautiful for me nice. to do it in the open to do it like that but participants may not be comfortable then you have a screen if it might go this yeah a zoom picture can yeah. you know uh happen like that then um anything can happen in, a, in an open birds environment might. some sounds are also coming birds from might outside. come birds might come uh different different challenges are there so we wanted to close it a little bit but still have that feel of keeping it open uh-huh. like right now since yes, we have put all the curtains up we'll show it in the video once here <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's a totally open space now uh so then i thought that okay let me just cover this space uh in such a way that when we want to open it it's kind of partially open when we want to keep it closed it is closed and uh we can create that kind of a hall where you just come and you do your sadhana or you be guided to your sadhana then recently we have put this up and now we are starting with regular sessions again good <laughs> from so one thing i would want to ask is like so much effort is happening from your side to make it happen for the meditators or for whoever is willing so what is something that you think as a community as a meditator that they can do to support you what is it from their side is it just coming for the practice sessions or is just mm-hmm. connecting with you what is it mm-hmm. that is that simple thing that they can do to you know make mm-hmm. it happen for themselves to support you i feel like the best thing or uh, any meditator can do not for, just for me in particular in general for in general but uh, i feel like if they see someone who is going through something some health related thing or something their first thing is to turn towards medication or their first thing which is good that is what is uh, also needed but uh, or going to the gym or going to a particular maybe they want to do yoga it's not that people don't want to do yoga now yoga is kind of become a fashion right for many people now that you have tasted 
these practices and everything guide them to isha guide them to the genuine practices because you know even being here um in the society complex nearby there are some yoga studios i seen what they do right and it's what sadguru says it's totally against and and we see people suffer also in a way people are going through they are having health problems right so uh, a participant of mind chillers nearby and she was taking some yoga class with someone and she broke her knee oh doing yoga doing yoga okay and uh, someone got a slip disc because of doing yoga okay someone is having migraine problems someone is having hormonal issues right. uh, and everything that is because of doing improper yoga now they feel that now yoga is not for us mm. yoga doesn't work for us right, right? so many ways uh, people knowingly and unknowingly most of them unknowingly who wants to offer a wrong thing yeah, no one true. wants to offer a wrong thing no one is uh, teaching yoga thinking i want to cause harm to this person their intentions are right but they might not know what they are doing to the other person they are doing it as kind of exercise but uh, they are hurting people in a way so if you see someone who is interested in taking care of themselves maybe spiritually maybe they are not spiritual at all maybe they just want fitness in life maybe they just want to get rid of the backache guide them to isha yoga teachers because the way these practices are designed because now i also did not realize it when i started taking regular sessions the kind of um, uh, observations that i came up with how people were like someone was there she, so um, she had a lot of physical problems two months of surya kriya regular right half of her problems disappeared the way she was walking was different she otherwise she used to limp and come and i was really apprehensive how will this person do hatha yoga how will they do surya kriya somehow she did and now if you look at her surya kriya it's like uh, and if you if i had taken a video uh-huh. first day how she is doing surya kriya last day how she is doing how she is walking how she is talking it's completely different and she is not a meditator so even if you don't have it's not that someone has to be associated with isha someone needs to be a follower of sadguru someone needs to be a fan of sadguru uh if you see that someone needs some support in their life or if they if that longing is there in them that they want to do something regarding themselves which everyone has right who doesn't want to be pleasant who doesn't want to be fit right guide them through this right so yeah so i want to go a little bit more specific and like you're trying to build a community where you know they can use make use of the support system you're offering right yes so what is the one thing that they can do is it coming here sitting mm-hmm. in this space or what is it that you wish is mm-hmm. your vision for this space so that you know uh, this is not delhi right yes so let's say someone meditated in not delhi is seeing mm-hmm. this video what is the one thing that they can do to help you in this mm-hmm. so first thing that they can do is they can uh, make their sadhana regular if they are not regular or if they need support they can reach out for most important thing is many people don't reach out because they feel it's not right or it's a crime to say that we are not doing sadhana right, right. or we are not able uh-huh. so except it's fine yeah it's i fine. think it's most lot of creators also put about being very regular with sadhana yeah. they are doing once you write surya shakti is they are doing so many kapalabhatis but they don't talk about their yes. off days when they yeah. so i think that has led to a social media this thing that you know yes. everyone are, everyone are regular yeah. only i am not regular yeah Yeah. so what is the, what can we do about that yeah so they need to just reach out if they just talk to me 
uh, if they just through this platform, if they just uh, they can always message me on Instagram or contact number is also available. Reach out. Uh, if you want regular support, what kind of support you need, you tell me. If I can offer that support, I would definitely offer that support. If we can do something to make your sadhana regular or if you feel that uh, whatever problem you are going through in terms of Hatha Yoga or anything, reach out and we can offer that. Uh, reach out and do your sadhana regular. Come here, do the practices regularly, learn a new practice uh, or if you feel you uh, have a lot of practices call us and we can tell you how to schedule so many people feel okay if you do everything you have to give six hours of every day right, right it's not like that every day if you give two to two and a half hours also if you are a very serious yogi right, right. <laughs> two and a half hours is enough you just need to know how to manage your sadhana how to schedule your sadhana how to schedule your entire week of sadhana how to uh, do sadhana when you're traveling and everything for that just reach out so what is the best way to reach out to you like how can they know the location of the space I'll link it in the description but mm -hmm. if you could just share your pages and sure so we have this uh, small Instagram page called Yogi Charya on Instagram uh, you can please uh, follow us if you wish <laughs> and you can check out the content we are putting out a lot of Sadhguru quotes lately some reels about Sadhana about um, something or the other that we are going through programs that are happening on stories we have a lot of people who are doing sadhana you would almost every other day you would see a story where someone is doing sadhana or we are guiding them through a certain practice uh, message us on instagram call us or uh, just express your interest we are in north delhi near model town so we are offering regular sessions workshops any hatha yoga practice that you wish to learn all the practices angamardana surya kriya surya shakti and you don't need to be a meditator. If you just want to do something about your growth, you can just reach out to us on Instagram. Yes. Is there something that I missed to ask you that you would like to share? Do you think, is there something that... Um, no. No? So before uh, we let Anna go, what is something that you would like to share? As a, I won't say last few words, <laughs> but just for the conclusion of the podcast. Sure. So I would just uh, like to share this that uh, please be joyful while doing sadhana. Don't become too serious. We meet so many people, meditators, non-meditators who are taking their life very, very seriously, who are uh, making a religion or making it mechanical in a way that, okay, I, every day from this time to this time I do my practices, this time to this time I do this. It's good to have a schedule, it's good to have a routine and everything. But don't be trapped by your own routine. Don't do your sadhana mechanically. Every day just 21 minutes don't sit doing something. Be involved with your practice. And if you need any support, reach out. People are there who want to support you. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah. that is definitely true because it had become like that for me also mechanical. 21 minutes I would do, I would you know, get up and go immediately. Yeah. It was like if there was one hour, I would try to cram Shakti Chalna and Shambhavi into that yeah. one hour. So it took me a while to understand, you know, it's about being with the process and not cramping a lot of practices. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think it's a individual journey and yes. it takes its own time. Yes. And there are Hatha Yoga teachers like Kartikanna uh, to support you in that journey. So with the podcast also is our intention. My real intention is not to get a lot of views or, you know, to get it viral. But to the very few people it reaches out, I hope, you know, it touches them so that yeah. they're able to take the next step. 
So if you are in the very few people who are watching this video and if you are in North Delhi, please make use of this space. Karthikana is always available here. He will also take you to nice places for food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can give you a Delhi Darshan yes. also. <laughs> yes, we should do that. So thank you guys. Uh, hope you guys have a great day and thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank Anna. you. Namaskar. Namaskaram. Namaskaram Karthikana. Namaskaram Vishwana. How are you? I am good. Come on, let me uh, take you around to the yoga studio. To our Yogi Charya Yoga Studio. So this is Makalyani Kun Society where we are having our studio. We'll show you around. Come on. So it is building number 17 that we are going to go to. As you can see on the left, there are many buildings. Uh, this is 12, 13, 14 like this. You go all the way to the end to building number 17. So building number 17, here we are and we go to the terrace to go and look at our studio. Let's go. No Gannika we'll juice? Oh, you want, you want some Gannika <laughs> no, juice? No. We can have that. So there are a lot of organic and healthy options for you. If you want to have some juice, you want to have some indulgences, but make sure you are on empty stomach condition. <laughs> so we'll go through the lift and uh, you don't need to climb the stairs. If you can, it's good for your health. If you can't, and if you are lazy like us, <laughs> then you can choose to go through the lift. So there's some funny thing we are going to show you. So you enter the lift and the first thing that you will see is you don't have to press the ulta one. You have to press three. Now if you press three and we are in the lift. Oh my God, final destination. <laughs> Which floor are we going to? Let's see the floor numbers. So right now you are in Shunya. Shunya. Damn, seven. Now you are directly at seven. Burj Khalifa lift, yeah? Burj Khalifa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> seven. Then again you are in Shunya. Shunya. Will make you high. Damn, we are not reaching anywhere. It's a long Shunya. Oh, nine. Because you're reaching the high. So it's nine. But actually, it's the third floor, actually. Okay, it's some display issue. But you can say that you're going to cloud nine now. So. There's some people to welcome us with band, Baja, yes. and Bharat. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to the terrace now. So these wonderful green friends of ours will be here to give you lots of fresh oxygen and to support in your sadhana and to make something beautiful. And uh, here's a little garden that we have, some open space and there is our studio. So when you're waiting for the class to start and now that the winters are going to come and you want to do a little bit of sunbathing, you can just relax and chill and wait for the class to start or after the class you want to just sit with your eyes closed you can always use this space to do so now we'll show you inside the studio we'll just remove our chapels now please start with a small chapel stand just like in the isha way you just take your chapels and you place them properly and neatly on the chapel stand and now let's go into this let me show you the space where we uh, where people do sadhana So this is a little studio of ours where we teach Hatha Yoga practices. So 
Sadhguru, could you explain what the word yoga means? Sadhguru is here, always to explain and to give you insights about your life, what to do in your lifestyle, how to take charge of your health and mental health and spiritual aspect of your life. Uh, so this is where I sit and we conduct the programs. There are carpets for your convenience. You can uh, place your mat here and do the practice. Now one very good thing about this space is that uh, we have huge windows. So if the weather is very good, you can always open it and there's a fresh air coming out from outside. Well, it's Delhi, as fresh as it gets. <laughs> and also, we have some open space from once again where you can look at the plants and everything. Now we have some other facilities also if you wish to use a changing room where you want to change your clothes before you go to the office you want to do your sadhana and then you want to change and go quickly you can change your clothes here and if you wish to if you are the kind of a yogi who wants to get up in between a class <laughs> go to a washroom there is a washroom also here available that you can make use of. Now in this Yogi Charya studio we are offering various kinds of Hatha Yoga programs. All programs are designed by Sadhguru. Angamardana, Suri Kriya, Suri Shakti, Yoga Asanas, Bhuta Shuddhi and even other practices. Now if you are not a meditator, these technical terms might be too much for you. So you just have to do this, you just have to reach out to us and you just need to uh, talk with us. We will give you an orientation about Hatha Yoga and recommend which practice you should start with first. If you are also a new time meditator where you have just learned Shambhavi, you don't know much about Isha culture, you want to know more about Isha, what other programs Sadhguru offers, then we can help you out with that also. And what should be the first practice, first Hatha Yoga practice after Shambhavi that you should learn. So we are always available. Please reach out to us on Instagram Yogicharya or call us as is convenient for you. Thank you so much. Namaskaram. Namaskaram.